Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where Yay! Um, we provide the internet with the life hacks that they demand. I'm Matt Harris. I'm Jeff. I'm Louis Aaron. Yes, you did it! I did it. I had to struggle through it. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you can rely on muscle memory all the way up until you suddenly can't? Yes. Like if you <laughs> pause going down the stairs and suddenly you're like, whoops, I might actually fall down the stairs because I forget how to do it. Yeah, I've been taking spin classes at uh, my doctor's recommendation, and it's great because it's like it hypnotizes you into forgetting that you're exercising, but that only works up until you start thinking about the things you're actually doing, and then you're like, wait, my legs are going in this direction, and then suddenly your leg is ripped off by your the pedal going faster than you expect it to, or whatever. Oh, man. Yep. You guys ever taken a spin class? No, this is where you uh, do exercise bike and someone yells at you? Yeah, pretty much, but it's dark and the music is loud and everyone's like... It's <laughs> you come like, here often? They're yelling over the music? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, no, thank God. I mean, part of why it <laughs> appeals to me is because it's so loud that no one can talk to you. Um but it's mostly, it really is like a hypnotic trance. It's like when you go to a dance club and you dance and, like, at the end of the night you're suddenly like, why is my body so sore? Oh, because I danced for seven hours. So it, it uses that tried-and-true technique to trick you into having exercise without going through the pain of doing the actual exercise. Mm. So it's good. I All like right. it. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I've never done it. I've ridden on an exercise bike a little bit, but I much prefer the treadmill. Hmm. I I I mean, in general, I have in the past preferred treadmill, but my like ankles get all fucked up if I run too hard on a treadmill. Yeah. So I like an exercise bike. I do not understand removing the like getting down to the like no you're just making something spin like the fact that they call it spin class is weird to me do you do you wish it was powering something while you were doing it <laughs> no <laughs> it's, it it just feels like like a cynical rebranding of the exercise bike to be like no nah, it's just the spin machine just makes I mean, it spin <laughs> if it makes you feel any better literally no one calls it spin class anymore that's like the colloquial name but when i sign up for it it's always called like edge cycle or amp cycle or whatever oh okay so it's like a sex thing uh i mean for some i'm sure i mean that bike seat does go up your butt a lot <laughs> In a way that's not good for me, but probably good for someone. <laughs> you speculate. Yes. Uh, I, you can still you can have a tech startup with that attitude. Like I don't like this, but someone probably will. <laughs> yes. No. The only text. Wait. I'm sorry. You're moving too far away, and I need to know. Yes. Jeff, were you trying to make a joke about the word speculum when you said speculate in that pointed way, or am no. I overanalyzing? You're overanalyzing. Okay. okay. I mean, you said it like. Uh, or so you speculate. No, I'm just bad at speaking. <laughs> I'm not, I don't do talking good. Well, anyway, I mean, it would be fine either way. I just wanted to know if it was a joke or not. And I feel like if we'd moved past it too quickly, I would have never found out. Fair. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't remember. <laughs> Pouring one out for my fallen jokes. <laughs> we do that a lot, don't we? Probably. Don't we, folks? Yep, we're reinventing ourselves in the new year, and our new selves for have forgotten everything our old selves ever did. That's what oh. you have to do, otherwise you can't move forward. 
Yeah, should old acquaintance be forgot, etc. And the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> old acquaintance should be forgot, goddammit. And the answer, Robbie Burns. <laughs> yeah, let's give us let's get a more um like proactive uh or results oriented mm-hmm. version of Old Lang Syne. Mm, yeah. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't even mention spin cycle, so uh, not yet. Not true. I was going to say, wouldn't it be great if there was a spin cycle class where the collective energy of the people <laughs> riding the bikes is what powered how hard the music went? Oh, I thought you were going to say powered the ball drop for New Year's. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? What a leap! Because <laughs> we were talking about all anxiety. That's why. Everyone has to sing it and pedal as hard as they can to make that how ball much drop. Power, how much power do you think dropping a ball takes? <laughs> Uh, a lot, turns out. See to help you start the new I year. Guess, I guess to have the ball drop in a controlled manner is takes more power than just dropping it off the roof of a building. Yeah, no, I feel like the ball dropping could power something. Yeah, maybe, yes. I mean, I'm saying with one bike and, like, two pedals, you could pull a sheet of plywood out from under the ball and it would drop just fine, I think. (laughs) That's not very exciting when you're trying to count down from ten, but the ball has already hit the ground and smashed into a million pieces. Well, that's why you have to start pedaling on, like, one one and a half. (laughs) You make make the ball, uh, the ball generate friction as it falls so that it falls slower and you can use it to i don't know mm-hmm. b- light up the p- lights in times yeah, square i'd like to buy the patent for your perpetual motion machine <laughs> uh no the- not perpetual motion it does stop when it hits the bottom <laughs> only if there is a bottom my proposal is that we dig a hole ah you're going to you're going to utilize the bottomless pits from video games too mm-hmm. Uh, See, now I'm wondering if there's friction that is helping power this. Can you get, like, a sandpaper cage that the ball falls through, and then it shoots really cool sparks while it's doing it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I feel like your plot for the new Hellraiser movie needs work. (laughs) Yeah, a little sandpaper cage for someone's penis. When we said we wanted people's balls to go through sandpaper cages in this movie, that is not what we meant. I'm not the one who brought up the idea of using friction somehow to get the uh, New Year's ball to drop. No, what if you use it to inhibit the dropping so that you can generate yeah, in a power. sandpaper cage. Mm-hmm. What if we covered the New Year's ball with cats and we made a tube out of uh, like electrically charging plastic? Mm-hmm. And then static okay. electricity, etc., etc. What if we collected every uh, Blu-ray copy of the movie Cats and attached those to the ball so that they Ooh. would smash when they hit the bottom? How come no one has ever done the New Year's ball as one of those plasma balls from Spencer's Gifts? Because that would be fucking awesome. What are those called? Tesla plasma ball? Plasma balls? Vandegraaff called... generators? Not really. No. I know. Neither of those things. No, you're right. It's just a, a pole with a static electricity ball on the end in a ball that is full of, like, neon gas. Yeah, that's not a very exciting name, though. Yeah. That's why they call them plasma balls. I don't know what you want from me, Jeff. <laughs> you know what? They're called plasma balls in Animal Crossing, so I think that's true. I think Matt's right. I am right. Oh, oh, wait. Can we get a clean take of Louisa saying, I think Matt's right, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I missed my chance. Yep. My one chance. You only get one shot. Spaghetti. Yeah. Also, spaghetti is good for carbo loading when you're doing spin cycle, correct? <laughs> I'm getting us back you... on track. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were so far off track. Because what you want to do. Spin cycle. <laughs> 
Because what you want to do when you're exercising of any kind yeah. is carbo load. Yes, of course. It takes your mind off pedaling if you're trying to eat a huge bowl of spaghetti. I think this. I think that's just for lifting weights. I don't think it's even for that. I think it's for like preparing for a marathon where you're going to have to go six hours without eating any food. Mm. How long does it take people to run a full marathon? Is it six hours? It should be, right? I have no idea. It's 26.2 miles. does a marathon take? Uh, You can't do, like, the fastest speed the the whole time. That doesn't work. You can't. The average finish (laughs) is four and a half hours for men and five hours for women. All right. The record is two hours. I don't ascribe to the gender binary, so... Well, they don't track how well uh, people outside of that dichotomy do, so... Sounds like the average is, like, four and three quarters hours, I guess? Yeah. Weirdly, non-binary people finish in two hours. Yeah. The world record is only for men or women. (laughs) Non-binary people have the ability to teleport to the end of the race. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. Do you think that it would be worthwhile for us to all raise the next generation of children to believe that non-binary people have superpowers? I think that that was what was happening before colonialism. Mmm, that makes sense. From everything yeah. I've read, people people who uh, walked the line between genders or existed outside of them entirely were, like, uh, revered and respected in communities. Mm. Did you know that in the uh, late 1700s, part of the, like, uh, new en- neoclassical enlightenment, the idea that children should be taught they have to use both hands interchangeably, and that will make all children ambidextrous ambidextrous geniuses was uh, put forward, (laughs) and people tried to make this happen. Of course, it didn't really work, but then they had the same idea in the 19th century. Didn't a bunch of people have psychotic breaks because of that? I I remember reading Mm. about this, and it was like like a not a, a higher than average percentage of those people had psychotic breaks, and they're like something about forcing people to be ambidextrous when they aren't naturally. Uh, is messing up their brains, and we don't know what. Yeah, but people sure like to rediscover that idea. I'm sure it'll come back again. Watch out yeah. in a few years. <laughs> it's going to be the new suggestion. Listen, for if we can't ignore the past and science, then we aren't really humans, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's just the old-timey version of, like, the baby Einstein-type stuff, right? Where if yes. you play if you play classical music for your baby, it'll be a super-powered genius by age three and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you also have to bite a radioactive spider while they're in the womb. <laughs> you have to bite the spider, not the spider yeah. biting you? Yeah, the spider becomes man-spider. A spider with all the powers of a man. Have you seen how fucked up Peter Parker's life is? It's because he did it backwards. I see. Oh, he, he, got, he was cursed by the reverse spider. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, God. Listen, listen, J. Jonah Jameson doesn't want pictures of a spider biting a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants pictures of man bite spider. Yes. This is the perfect joke. Yes, he Is it? Is it even a joke at all? No, it's very oh. good. <laughs> God, this is so much so early in the show to be this deranged. <laughs> This is what happens when we take two weeks off. All of my derangement has built up in my mind like a like a septic boil that needs to be lanced. <laughs> well, we got a new tagline for the show, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this is we commence now the official lancing of the boils. Oh God! Should old acquaintance be forgotten? Oh man. 
Uh, Who are we, we talking doing? about? I have <laughs> did, no did idea. Did talking about anybody's week? No. <laughs> no, no let's didn't. talk about your week, though. <laughs> it's been so many weeks. We have so many things we could talk about. You can start, true. Louisa. All right. Mine won't be too long, because in the new year, I have a new cookbook, of course, like I love. And this yep. one is the Sous Chef's Indigenous uh, Kitchen Cookbook, um, which tries to use native North American ingredients to make dishes. Which is Ooh. very interesting to me, because this is a uh, region of food I know nothing about, even though I live here, which is a real shame. Mm-hmm. So why not learn some more? Yeah, I feel like there's a perception of Native American cooking as being, like, less refined than other that's true, cultures. Yeah. Um, but you you are finding that, I mean, I am assuming that that's racism and not actually the case. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Although it's very hard to wrap your mind around not using dairy or flour for anything. Mm. So I'm not living exclusively on this diet, but I am planning meals for it. And it's interesting to be like, oh, well, I'd add butter to this for, you know, to flavor these mm, sweet potatoes. I'm like, no, I'm not going to add butter. <laughs> so what else am I going to do? And then I have to try to figure stuff out. Bald eagles instead. That's right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you plant the beans in the corn next to the bald eagles or something. Yeah, there's they, the three sisters, beans, corn, and bald eagles. Yep. They were very good at it, but, you know, the white man never quite. We were just like, eh, no, we're going to grow other things. We only yeah, want to grow what... bald eagles because they're cool. Oh, no, our soil. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That explains why all the, that, the Roanoke colony was just carried away by a, a team of eagles. <laughs> a team! They were working together. <laughs> they couldn't lift a whole colony if it was just one, Jeff. Come on. Uh, no, I think it was a bunch of lone wolves uh, who were all individually deciding to attack this colony. Now, these oh, are okay. wolves that... These are wolves that uh, think of themselves as eagles, or uh, no? Like... Their team name is the Eagles, but oh, it is a team cool. of individual wolves. Mm, these are wolves from Philadelphia that went down to Virginia <laughs> yep. to whip batteries at the colonists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they threw the batteries onto the ice, and then people slipped and fell and mm-hmm. broke the ice. And but fell they won't tell it. you about this in your history books in school, kids. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I got into some real stupid stuff because I was talking about native foods. I I got you for Christmas the exact opposite cookbook. I know, and I appreciate it so much because I love to learn all about cooking. Yeah, I, I you can't put those two cookbooks next to each other on the shelf though, or they'll fight. It's it, oh, it's uh, is it interesting to compare? Like, here's what people were eating for. Uh, centuries before Europeans got here, and here's what Europeans managed to do right after they got here that is, what, weird and different. Yeah, the trouble is, of course, with the uh, European stuff, it'll be like, take, you know, a pork shank and two cups of flour, and you're like, I have those things. And then you go and you look at uh, a native recipe, and it's like, get a cedar branch and some sumac, and you're like, oh, shit, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) So I've ordered some of the spices that I couldn't get, namely sumac and juniper from Penzi's Spices. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to get those. And yeah, one of the tricky things uh, with this cookbook is he is a chef from the Midwest and uh, he his restaurant's in Minnesota. So he'll talk about getting things like cedar and he'll be like, you can forage this. And I'm like, I don't think I can, though, on the East Coast is my problem. And yeah. it doesn't really make that clear. So I'm trying to guess which things he's talking about. You can forage here, 
or only in the Midwest. And of course, it's January, so I really can't forage anything until spring. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, exciting. where is cedar native to? Um, it's tricky because there's so many <clears throat> varieties of cedar all around the world. So if you yeah, look- I was gonna say there's definitely a European cedar. Yeah, the trouble is if I try to look it up online, they're like cedar native to the Mediterranean. I'm like, yeah, one kind is the famous yeah. one, but yeah. I know there's lots of cedars everywhere. Yeah. Mm. But I don't think they're on the East Coast, is my other problem. Cedar is cedar everywhere, but not a branch to cook. Mmm, thank you. Now, cedar poisons moths. Are you afraid that it will poison you if you cook with it? I did Are you saying that Liz is a moth? moth. I got <laughs> bit by that radioactive moth that mm-hmm. one time, but I don't think yeah. anything came of it, so it's probably no. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sold a bunch of pictures of it to J. Jenna Jameson, but he was not interested. Exactly. Is Louisa, <clears throat> is Louisa a moth man? You did, you did predict that bridge collapse, though. <laughs> <laughs> John Cusack was there? I don't know. Is that who was in the Mothman Prize? I don't think so. Is he? Maybe. He might be, though. Now that you Wait, was it. Ashton Kutcher in that? No, that was Butterfly. <laughs> that's, a diff- that's the opposite movie. <laughs> that's a different Lepidopteran. <laughs> no, Richard, Richard Gere. Mm. He's, are he's... moths Lepidoptera, too, or is that just butterflies? Fuck. I think moths oh, and butterflies goodness. are technically the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, strangely, not even scientists can tell the difference in laboratory conditions. Yeah, they they, they fed they fed a sommelier a moth and a butterfly, and he was like, "These are the same thing." Uh-huh. <laughs> you got bitten by a moth and a butterfly, and you got the same powers, so that proves mm-hmm. it. Uh, yes, Lepidoptera is butterflies and moths. Yes, I'm ingenious. The trouble with me is I know enough to sound smart for a second, but if you're like, does that hold up? Then it's when it falls mm-hmm. apart. That The real thing you need to do, Louisa, is just get much better at running. That's true. I just say it. And then <laughs> yeah, as and I run get by, out of there. Yeah. Get the fuck out of there. This is why I need to start running marathons and carbo loading with spaghetti, except not right now. Spaghetti squash right now. Because I'm trying to eat more native foods. Boom. Yes. I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all somehow holds together. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's very nice to have things like um, like a nutritionally complete meal can be had with the, the um, three sisters, which is a beans, corn, and squash. Mm-hmm. And if you make all those together in a dish with like some sage and maple syrup on them, delicious. And it's very now. Do they deal at all with the fact that squash is gross? I don't mind squash. I enjoy some squash. <laughs> is my thing. I can sometimes ignore the squash taste for, like, spaghetti squash or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when people just give me hunks of cut-up squash in a thing, I'm like, this is gonna taste like squash, and that's not good. (laughs) That's fine. For me. Squash is whatever. I like squash, alright. Do you roast it? It gets a nice caramelized edge if you roast it. That's the problem with it, is that, like, you can get all kinds of other flavors on it and in it, and they <laughs> taste good, but then there also is that flavor that is just what I would call squash flavor, and it's bad. <laughs> hmm, alright. I, I, luckily, I don't have this problem, so I've been okay <laughs> with eating some squash. <laughs> <clears throat> Even pumpkins. Yeah, I was gonna say, can you have, like, roast pumpkin with savory things? Does that help you? I think the only reason I can get on board with pumpkin pie is because they blasted that squash flavor out with so much, like, nutmeg and cinnamon and shit. Mm. Yeah. Technically, a pumpkin pie is a custard pie. It just happens to also have pumpkin in it. 
It depends very much on how you make it, though, because okay. I've had pumpkin pies that are just like pumpkin puree in a shell, and it's not great, but it's not no, as terrible as it should be. <laughs> I've, I've made it vegan, which which uh, excludes the uh, custard elements. And You don't put it in, like, coconut cream to make up for it? No? Uh, I have. It, it, the recipe varies, but I, would you say coconut cream still makes it a custard? Yes. Okay. Any, Doesn't a custard uh, have to have eggs in it? It it has to have dairy. I don't think it has to have eggs, although eggs definitely help it set. Hmm. Yeah, if you just put coconut cream and a sheet of gelatin in your pie. Yeah, then it's, it's vegan, te- you fool. Technically a custard. <laughs> well, there's that artificial gelatin. That's true. <clears throat> Carrageenan or whatever. That's seaweed. Yeah, what... What's the one that's the other... Agar, Agar. Agar, that's the one. Yep. For some reason, I knew it sounded like a cartoon character, but I couldn't remember. Agar the Horrible? Yep, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, yeah, I'm enjoying uh, using foods in new ways and uh, trying new foods. I bought duck eggs for the first time, and they are very... They're supposed to be higher in um, protein and vitamins than chicken eggs, and they do have a slightly different flavor. They taste kind of richer, so that's interesting. I'm learning huh. stuff already. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> not not like, oh, gross duck eggs, but just the fact, like, eggs that are eggs but taste different yeah. is upsetting to me. It is a little bit weird. I want to try quail eggs, although I haven't seen them. I wonder if Whole Foods might have quail eggs. But anyway. They're the little ones, right? Fun. You can get, just yes. get a whole sack of those. <laughs> yeah, just burgle them from under a quail. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say, Matt? I've had quail eggs before, and I appreciated the fact that they tasted like normal eggs, but small. Yeah, that is very cool. I love that's what I want. Long size. I don't want the right size, but taste different. I want the taste normal, but wrong size. That's mm. what I want. Okay. See, that's why I don't like the mini Cadbury cream egg or Cadbury <laughs> no, egg. The best one. The Those mini are the ca- best ones. The one that's just like the Cadbury egg. That's just chocolate mm-hmm. with a shell and no cream inside. I want the cream egg. Yeah, they have no, mini yes. cream eggs. Yeah, yeah mini that- cream eggs are the best ratio of cream. Yes, egg. for sure. Yes. I I misspoke uh, because there is also like just the one that is labeled like Cadbury egg, and it doesn't. It almost tricks you. I've been spending time talking to my family and God, and I'd like to apologize for my previous statements about the cream egg. Yeah. I uh, spoke with my pastor about it, and he agrees that I was a real asshole. Yep. <laughs> uh, we don't have to get into it because we don't like to talk too much about politics on here, but did you guys see uh, Ted Cruz getting absolutely cucked on Tucker Carlson this past week? Wow. Well, I heard about funny. it, but- it was extremely His funny wife had him. sex with someone else on the Taco Carlson show? Yep, exactly. Huh. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't put that past Ted Cruz. Anyway, I just think it's very funny to see anyone shame another human being like that if that other human being is terrible. I don't know what happened, so I don't know how to react to it. Uh Ted Cruz came on Tucker Carlson to apologize for calling January 6th a terrorist thing, and then Tucker Carlson was like, I don't believe that you're sorry. (laughs) And then Ted Cruz was like, I really am, I'm really, really sorry. And Tucker Cruz was like, you need to apologize more to my audience. That is 
extremely <laughs> funny, and I wish that it had been a different person shaming him. I know. Oh my god. Can you even imagine if it was like literally anyone else on the planet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a tiny person. Anyway. Um, All of them. Both of them. Everyone. Yes. But you know what's good? Food. <laughs> Food is delicious, and finding new, uh, better sources of uh, protein and, like, good fats and stuff, that's great. That's great for your body and for your mind to figure out uh, how mm-hmm. to work it into your life. Uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, I got COVID. Yay! Oh, no! That was my main thing I did this week. So I've been playing a lot of uh, Slay the Spire. As I, I thought you were going to say, so I've been playing a lot of COVID lately. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing... I got COVID for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, COVID Black Ops 2. <laughs> COVID uh, for Christmas sounds like a Hallmark movie. Oh my god, God it damn will it, be. there's going to be one. <laughs> yes. Oh no, this couple who hate each other, quote unquote, they have to quarantine together in this cabin. Cause well, no well that movie's already been made like four times. <laughs> yeah, but- yeah, now they have COVID as a reason. <laughs> this one, the end of the movie is that they find out that COVID is all a hoax that the government oh, no. created to wash you into obeying. Louise, I'm saying they did the quarantine for COVID together, but they don't like each other movie several times. Oh, I yeah, think they'll do it again. One of them was like Anne Hathaway and Idris Elba or something. <laughs> it came out last, like, not last year. It came out at the end of 2020. Oh, boy. Good stuff. Good? They had COVID in that? Yeah, they made a movie during quarantine that was about quarantining with someone you don't like. Wow. I I remember that movie, but I don't think I knew it had anything to do with COVID. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, I was, like, when that trailer for Borat 2 came out in, like, July 2020, and it is about COVID, I'm like, how... When did he decide to make this movie? Because he didn't start filming it clearly until like two months before this trailer for a movie that comes out in a month. Yeah, but how long does it take for him to set up those movies? He just runs around for you know, a month or something, right? <laughs> also, I feel like he's always doing that anyway. Like that's his kink, maybe, or something. But the point is, he probably has. 75 hours of footage that he's just waiting to slot into whatever makes sense for it. Yeah, he actually filmed it uh, 10 years ago and was just waiting for a global pandemic to happen. I mean, maybe. Uh, Slay the Spire. It's a pretty good roguelike deck builder. Yeah, it's like the main one, and it's uh, it's very good. Um, extremely addictive. Uh, I've started getting to the point where I'm like, Okay, I can reliably beat like a normal run. Let's just go through. And I've, uh, I spent maybe like four minutes. I was Googling something specific about like, uh, is there any content after this point in the game? And I found a Reddit thread of people who, uh, were discussing strategies. And the main thing is, Get rid of as many cards as you can, as soon as you can, and keep your deck really small. Uh, yeah. I saw someone who got up to, like, the end of the the second uh, act of the game. It's it divided into three chunks as you go up the spire. Um, yeah. And his deck was four cards, mm-hmm. but those four cards were 
combined could combine in such a way that he could just form Captain Planet. Yes, I was like Captain Captain Planet. Planet. Yes, yes. Yeah, but he didn't have the card for heart, so Captain Planet was a dickhead this time. (laughs) Um, Oh no! I don't think that's how it worked ever. (laughs) No, that was one. That was an episode of it. Was it? They had to make him without Mati once. They somehow made a reverse Captain Planet where he loved pollution. I remember that one. <laughs> a reverse Captain Planet where he lived on the moon. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> oh my god, wouldn't it be great if there was a Captain Planet for every planet in that universe? And, like, the Captain Planet of Mars came to Earth and was like, I don't give a shit about any of this, I love dust. <laughs> Yeah, you guys got it. <laughs> you guys got yeah. any of that red dust? That's my only thing. <laughs> uh, here's the two rings I have: dust and canals. <laughs> you take him out to Red Rocks, and he loses his fucking mind. <laughs> uh, Captain Planet from Pluto has half a ring. <laughs> oh Christ. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, good jokes. Uh, anyway, Slay the Spire is pretty like, good. COVID sucks like ass. Is that robot? Is that the one you play as? Is uh, that your favorite? I will have to... Occasionally, I'll have gone through too many times as one guy and just switch to another. Uh, I think my favorite might be the fourth character that they added about a year ago. The, Which one is The Watcher. The- it's like a purple lady. Yeah, and she has like... Ugh, I don't remember the mechanic. The, it's been a while since the I main played. mechanic for that one. Each of the four characters has like a couple core mechanics that only their cards have. Yes. Uh, like the red guy who's a main fighter has a lot of cards with the keyword exhaust, meaning you play it and then it leaves combat for the rest of the game. Um, and well, for the rest of like that battle. Um, and then the purple one has uh, stances, so you can oh, go into yes. Wrath, where you do and take double damage, or Calm, where when you exit, you get extra energy. Uh, yeah, and there's a that one is like, you can get those ridiculous combos where you move in and out of stances like four or five times in a turn, and you get that bonus every time. Yeah, exactly. That was this guy's four-card deck. It was like... Two zero cost cards to switch stances, a card that gave you a uh, block every time you switch stances, and a card that did attack damage, uh, like whenever you switch stances or something like that. I like that robot with his like spheres of magic around him. That made me feel like like I was playing Pokemon. Yeah, I I like <laughs> that one as well because you can just cycle those spheres so good. Yeah. Um, Anyway, filling up the spheres and then bursting them all on some dickhead. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you're doing, uh, what is the kinetic juggling? Contact Uh, juggling? Parkour? Nope. That's not it. What is the Um, contact juggling? Parcheesy. I think it's contact juggling. I think that's right. But there's like a brand name of it, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, What is it called? Fushigi. Fushigi, thank you. That's it. There you go. Uh, Somebody was losing their mind listening to that. It was me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Matt, what did you do this week? I assume you didn't uh, play a lot of Slay the Spire or get COVID. That's true. I didn't do any of those things. Um, I have a few things that we can talk about. Uh, I did see the new Spider-Man. If Jeff wants to talk about that, I know you put off talking about that a few weeks ago to avoid spoilers. I also watched the new Matrix. I don't know if you guys watched the new Matrix movie. Yeah, I... 
I went and watched uh, all of the sequels to The Matrix so I could watch that one. Yep. I think that was between the last time we recorded and now. Yeah, it came out between the last time we recorded and now, so... Yeah. Uh, what did you think of it? <clears throat> Which one? Any of them. Did you Had you already watched uh, Reloaded and Revolutions? Oh, yes. I've seen all of The Matrixes several times before okay. this. They're great movies to put on when you don't want to watch a movie, but you do want to have a movie on near you. That uh, it It is only occurring to me now that The Matrix is extremely a matte type of movie. <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, I love a movie that has the facade of being intellectual, but is actually dumb bullshit. Yeah. I think that a lot of uh, people misread that first one when it came out, because of, like, based on the reaction to the sequel, uh, which mm-hmm. is the same thing, but more, um, yeah. and people didn't like it. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I mean, the reason that I think most people didn't like the sequel is because they took it from... The thing that's so quote-unquote cool about the original is the fact that it's like people doing martial arts action just barely better than a normal human ever could in real life. (laughs) But close enough that it's like cool... As soon as you have it that people can literally fly and, like, explode walls with their minds and stuff, it be- it gets too far away and isn't cool anymore. That is my thesis. I, um... The, the thing I appreciated was how ahead of its time the second one especially felt. Because, yes. like, now we do CGI crowd fights of uh, big kung fu battles... As the normal thing in movies, and it looks mostly fine. Yes. They did it back then, and it looked like a PlayStation 2 game. Yeah, but the whole movie takes place inside a PlayStation 2, so yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> the, that, one, good justification. Two, the actual, like, choreography of the fights is incredible. Yes. Like, the stuff that they have this bad CGI model of Keanu Reeves doing rules. (laughs) It's awesome. And I wish that someone would let the Wachowskis do like one of these kind of generic superhero movies that ends up having action that looks better than this on a technical level, but doesn't have the sophistication of like the fight choreography being really on point. Didn't one of the Wachowskis drop out of this latest one? Yes. Yes. Okay. So did you think that the new one was also good? I liked it. Uh, I also liked it. And I felt like the updated version of the crowd fights where people had radicalized themselves into bombs for the machine, while being an extremely on-the-nose metaphor for life, uh, was a a cooler way to do that than just fighting. Like, just kung fu fights, Mm. you know? Than just, uh, here's 10,000 Hugo weavings. Exactly. Hugo's weaving, sorry. (laughs) 10 Hugo's weaving. Yes! Um, for a moment when Neil Patrick Harris was like, initiate swarm mode or whatever, I was like, fuck, we're gonna have to watch Kea- old Keanu Reeves fighting a thousand people at once again. I'm not into this. But then instead to have it be, like, people just exploding into Matrix code around him <laughs> was very cool. Yeah. 
Uh, I also really liked the fact that Neo, they were like, hey, Neo, can you do some of your cool Neo stuff? And he was like, all right, Neo pose. Uh, no, no, I can't. I'm too old. Sorry. I did like when he jumped into the air. He's like, I guess I can't fly anymore. That was very funny. <laughs> Extremely good stuff. Um, I liked the fact that they made Trinity the, the main character this time. Yeah. <laughs> that needed to happen, and I'm glad that they did that. I'm... I feel bad for Neil Patrick Harris a little bit because by all accounts, he seems like a totally normal, nice man. And like, he is LGBTQ. He is like a, he is not a, uh, insider in the cis het white male, whatever, but he, his career now is just playing like online trolls. Yeah. <laughs> And that makes me feel bad. Like, the the lines they put in Neil Patrick Harris's mouth in this movie are clearly aimed at the people who took Red Pill and made it into a bad thing online. Um, but, like, poor Neil Patrick Harris isn't like, why don't you tell your woman to shut up? Like, <laughs> that's not him. Yeah. yeah there I is- think the fact that he's uh, handsome and talented, like, everyone's like, oh, he could be the perfect Chad. So that's all he's been for a long time now. But he's not even a Chad. He always plays like a like a internet troll. He, well, like, he was a Chad on How I Met Your Mother, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Kind of. I don't know. Do you think so? Yeah. Hmm. I, the... The thing I liked is... The thing is, he's really good at playing that type of guy. Yes, yes I know. That's why I'm sad. So the <laughs> fact, sad the fact that he spends this movie being like, Oh, Neo, are you triggered, huh? Uh, yeah. You use a bullet time against you. Ah, Trinity's new husband is literally named Chad. Yes. <laughs> like, all of that stuff was extremely funny to me. It's very funny, and like... I appreciate the fact that was it L- Lana Wachowski? Yeah, Lana did this one. Lily was yeah. the one who did not do this one. I appreciate the fact that Lana Wachowski was like, I need to address the fact that the shittiest part of the internet has taken my previous art and made it into a bad thing. Um, and I think that they did a, v- a very good job of addressing that. I don't know if they were overt enough for the shitheads on the internet to realize that's what was happening, but... I don't think any of you would be overt enough. Yeah, I... I It clicked for me right away as as yeah. a person who's too online, that like, <laughs> oh yeah, so they, they're spending this movie having uh, Trinity be called by a, a different name that she doesn't like, by a guy literally named Chad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> While Neil Patrick Harris is, uh, you know, talking red pill, blue pill, and mm-hmm. saying things like triggered and online. Yeah. But. I, I liked the part where he said, well, if you don't like society, then why did you participate in it for so long? Yeah. <laughs> and then she kicked his face off. Oh, yeah. There was the, the other line that Neil Patrick Harris says. He says uh, his whole villain monologue when he, like weaponizes bullet time is basically him saying uh feel it <laughs> your feelings don't care about facts yeah uh, which was a fun reversal of the uh bad alt-right thing yeah yeah good movie and- <clears throat> so it's funny because i think it was a good message but 
the movie was not as good as I wanted it to be. I'm not sure why the main character was Bugs Bunny, like in Space Jam. Do you think that they were trying to tie it into Space Jam? Yeah, no, it was a Warner Brothers thing. I mean, I know it's a Warner Brothers thing, but, like, the fact that the main character was literally named Bugs Bunny, I was like, why? Why? No, she said Bugs not like the bunny. Uh Uh-huh. Get it? It's like a reference. (laughs) Yeah. Bugs like computer bugs. So her name is Bugs, not like the bunny, like she introduces herself, but she does have a tattoo of a bunny also. Because <laughs> yeah, he's got to follow the white rabbit. I know, but they did that already. That was in the first one. <laughs> yeah, everything in this movie they did already in the first I one. Know. It's part of the bit. Um, the best part of this movie by far was that guy who was the new Lawrence Fishburne and did was like totally insane. I like that guy. Yeah, that was fun. He was... Uh... He's the guy who was in the new Candyman. Oh, yes. Which I also enjoyed, despite the fact that it probably wasn't very good. Tony Todd? No, no, he was the the young new guy in Candyman, not the original Candyman. See, I haven't seen The Matrix, so I don't know who you're talking about, but I'm trying to guess who might be a Lawrence Fishburne. (laughs) I came up with No, 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 no. So the the premise of this is Lawrence Fishburne is dead in the Matrix universe, and so... (laughs) Neo coded a new Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. <laughs> so this is a guy who I- exists only as a program, but is meant to be like Lawrence Fishburne's memories in a program. So he's like young and hot and cool and like maybe sort of gender bendy in a fun way. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah. He's very That's good. not helping me figure out who this is. <laughs> uh, I forget uh, I- the name of the actor. It's. God damn it. Hold on. Doesn't matter. I mean, like, All right, fair enough. I, I'm not going to remember I knew, it. Then I'd be able to, you know, picture him. But all right, Yaya Abdul Mateen. Hmm, I've heard the name, but I don't remember what he looks like. It's fine. I just loved how flamboyant he was all the time. I mean, I don't think he was intended to be gay, but I loved his like crazy, super colorful dresses that he was wearing a lot of the time. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was sort of a fun like. He's he's the way you remember the Matrix being, mm-hmm. kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah, you love the Matrix. Yeah, I the love Matrix? the fact that it. I just like the idea that the original Matrix was like, isn't it cool to wear nothing but black and like to be, you know, pale and weird and emotionless all the time and then this guy comes along and he's like i'm going to wear a fuchsia trench coat with like round sunglasses and i'm gonna constantly be dancing fuck you ah good movie good movie yeah so anyway i recommend both spider-man and the the new spider-man and the new matrix neither of them are well no the new spider-man is great the new matrix Mm. is good but not fantastic but still worth watching I don't know if I agree that the new Spider-Man is good. I certainly Uh-oh. I certainly liked it a lot. Oh, okay. Hot takes, hot takes. But I liked it a lot in the same way that I enjoy, like, uh, getting a big pretzel at the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, go on. <laughs> yeah, I will order that big pretzel, and gosh. And you got so thirsty by the end of the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious to eat a big pretzel, but it is not nurturing me in any way. And certainly okay. I've had better pretzels in the past, but okay. I still need this one <laughs> right now. I appreciated the fact that this Spider-Man movie kind of did the opposite of what most Spider-Man movies have done, 
by which I mean uh, minor spoilers for Spider-Man, the new one, whatever it's called, No Way Home. Yeah. Um, I feel like so much of Spider-Man in the past has been, like, Spider-Man's superpowers came from that spider bite, but his real power comes from his family and friends. And, like, fine. But I appreciate that this one was like, hey, it's kind of fucked up that you rely so much on your family and friends when you have the powers of a super spider. <laughs> like <laughs> That thing we all okay know about, a super to... spider. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what his... That's, in an alternate universe, his name is Super Spider. Anyway, um, I appreciated that this one was kind of like, your friends are there for you, but maybe you shouldn't rely on them so much, Spider-Man, because you are a superhero and they are high school students. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it finally addresses that, like, that thing that the other movies don't really get into, which is that Peter Parker is kind of a dickhead. Yes, absolutely. Uh, But still in this one, he's acting unselfishly, which is... um, that I I think it would have been much more interesting if him going to Doctor Strange to do the spell had been like my life is hard for me and not uh, I'm negatively impacting my loved ones. I think that it would have been a lot more than like he buys in a little more because he's like oh no I acted selfishly and the consequences have been uh, chaotic. Hmm. Yes, but I think the 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 message of the movie ultimately is as much as he wants to believe that he's acting selfish selflessly at the beginning, he was being selfish because he wanted to fix his friend's problems so that he didn't feel guilty about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the his friends were like whatever, we would have chosen to be friends with you even if it meant that our lives would have been fucked up like this. Like we are happy with the choices we made. Uh, and he wanted to take that choice away from them, not for their own good, but to to absolve himself of the guilt he felt. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I think this makes sense. Anyway, uh, the the best part of it by far is Willem Dafoe acting so sad all the time. <laughs> does he get to do his uh, "I'm a bit of a scientist myself" line? Actually, I think he does. Actually, yes. yes. <laughs> of all, it's like the only throwback line that they repeat. <laughs> That's awesome. Is the meme yeah. one? <laughs> um, but like, fuck, man, Willem Dafoe. Somebody, somebody, make Willem Dafoe the God Emperor of Earth. He's so fucking good at acting. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! It's wild how good of an actor he is in everything. All the time. I don't think I've ever seen him in a movie where he delivers a performance that is less than stellar. Even in a bad movie like Boondock Saints, he's bringing it. He is the only good part of that movie. (laughs) And, like, in this movie, he is spending all of the time, you know, being like, I'm Norman Osborn, I've forgotten about the Green Goblin. And, like, he is acting that role in a way where you're like, oh man, I feel really bad for Norman Osborn. This sucks for him. And then, again, some spoilers here, when he is, like, turning back into the Green Goblin, but he's the Green Goblin still pretending to be Norman Osborn, you can tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> How? I don't even, I can't even put my finger on it, but I'm like, uh-oh, he's starting to turn back. And I and I was right, and I was like, how are you doing this, Willem Dafoe? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's magical. He's a magic man. Yes. Okay, 
Spoilers over now. Here's what we do on this show. <laughs> if you were fast-forwarding, now is the time we can get back to the yes. show. <laughs> uh-huh. Now you can stop fast-forwarding so that we can talk about what we do on this show, which is yep. we go to the WikiHow suggested articles page, we put in a random word to see a list of articles that people have requested things about, and we uh, answer those questions as best we can. And today... We're getting a little meta because the word on the suggested articles page on WikiHow that we entered was suggest. Oh no! Worlds within worlds. <clears throat> yep. This is the uh, Spider Verse. We're going to get real <laughs> passive aggressive on this one, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So many oh of these my are like, god. How to suggest marriage counseling to a friend? Don't. I think if they're a close enough friend, you might need to. But the thing you do is. You say that they might need marriage counseling, and then you back the fuck off and see how they can bring it to you next. I don't think that ever works out good. I'm talking about the closest of friends. I don't care how close you are. I think that the person you're talking to needs to already be considering marriage counseling for your suggestion to work. If you say, out of nowhere, I think you need marriage counseling, no matter how close that friend is, they are going to, like, they're going to double down on whatever their terrible marriage is doing to them, I think. Mm. See, I think if it's really, like, best friends since childhood, I think you can say this. But you have to immediately back off and let them consider the idea. Here's the thing. There are three different suggestions on here that are basically like, how do I tell my spouse that I hate their genitals? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fucking crazy. And several in here... Don't have the words suggest in them at all. <laughs> that can't be true, can it? Yeah, no, there's one on here that says start over after the death of your partner. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, and uh, track silent auction items from donation to sales receipts. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. There's something about putting suggest into the suggestions box that says suggestions broke the algorithm, I yeah, think. Yeah, we ruined it. Ugh. Um, how to clear Google suggestions? You can't. Yeah, you t- if only. I often think about uh, a tweet I saw about Google remembering when you mistype a URL oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. saying to you, oh yeah, did you want to go to Netflix, you idiot? Netflix, is that what you wanted? <laughs> Google now, remembers forever. Can, Jeff, but I'm going to remind you of a little movie called Fight Club, where they blew up all of the records of everyone on Earth. Mm-hmm. And I bet if you blew up all of the Google records, it would it would clear these suggestions. Mm. I'll take you up on that bet. Mm. Some somebody blow up the servers oh, at Google in Minecraft. Hard. Yeah, don't. Uh, we are not suggesting a crime, but if you did one, we would. Uh, We'd think it's cool. We'd yeah, think it was cool, that's true. It's the cool crime of blowing up Google. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how to submit suggestions to World of Warcraft designers? Yeah, that's what they need. Uh, <laughs> they at, need you suggestion. <laughs> at them on Twitter until they respond to you. <laughs> Just keep doing it over and over and over. Wouldn't it be cool if there was like a wizard, but he, he was like a, a lady with less clothes on? Yeah, no thanks, bud. What? Get the fuck out of here. I, I think that I think that they might actually take suggestions though, because it's like a community game. Mm-hmm. 
It I might, don't think they want to hear your suggestions. It might, <laughs> might be the kind where they have, like, someone whose job it is to listen to people's suggestions about what to do with the game. Oh, God, it's the highest suicide rate in the job of anyone <laughs> in the United States. Well, that's th- then that's another one of these ones where it's like, just type that into a search engine until you get the result. Like, why are you asking WikiHow? WikiHow is how to do the process of something that it's hard to find otherwise. Hmm. When you just need to know specific information you could Google, or Bing, or DuckDuckGo, or whatever, then you don't need WikiHow. Yeah, you can Bing it. (laughs) Yeah, Bing it out. (laughs) How to record a pre-sleep suggestion tape is fucking me up so bad. I love that one. A pre-sleep suggestion tape? Isn't that just like a reminder? (laughs) Yeah. You look in the mirror and you whisper, okay, tonight you're going to dream about learning how to fly. You're going to do it this time. You're really going to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you just get quieter and quieter until you're lying down and then you fall asleep. (laughs) Yeah, but you're missing the tape part of this, Louisa. You need to record yourself whispering that and then just play it back to yourself as you're brushing your teeth, I guess. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty good. How to encourage suggestive behavior. Wait. What does that mean? What could that that, mean? Is that subliminal stuff? I think it means, like, encouraging people around you to be like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we kissed? (laughs) Ha ha, no. Yeah, I think it's about uh, encouraging people to be slyly horny near you. (laughs) I love that. I love the idea that someone out there would be like, I don't want to have more sex, but I do want people to make more sexual jokes around me. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to be sexually harassed more. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there for whom that is their thing, and so I get why you would have to post this on WikiHow. Yeah, it's almost definitely some weird online dude who's posting on WikiHow. (laughs) Yeah, like, I make... I don't understand. I make comments about people's bodies all the time. Why doesn't anyone ever make comments about mine? <laughs> Christ. Oh I oh. was baffled at first because uh, when whoever said it said it out loud, I thought it was encourage suggested behavior. Like, uh. boy, I wish my spouse didn't leave their socks in the living room. And mm-hmm. that makes sense. But to encourage suggestive behavior, which is what it is. Yep. I, well, you're right. What, that doesn't make any sense. It's so good, though. <laughs> It's incredible. Yeah, I really like it a lot, too. Uh, how to delete a list in the suggestion box. It sounds like you, dear reader, don't know what a suggestion box is mm-hmm. for. You're not supposed the to answer just... is matches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, throw it away. Yeah, but you're not <laughs> supposed to throw it away. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's uh, what I don't understand. If you get it, you're supposed to pay attention to it. That was the idea of putting out a suggestion box, right? I guess so. But, like, it's not to get ideas. It's just to make people feel like they're contributing. Yeah, I know. But if you're the one who put it up, you should have put it up in good faith. So the fact that you want to get rid of it, fuck you. Yeah. What if you just, like, open up the suggestion box and then under the slot put some clear packing tape so that people can see the slot, but if you try to put something in there, it won't go in. They're like, Mm. oh, I guess it's full. Oh, well. Yep. My needs have been met. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> um, how to uh, make suggestibility work with hypnosis seems weird, because isn't 
all of hypnosis just suggestibility? Like, making I think this person is saying, like, I have suggestibility already. How do I make it work for me with hypnosis? <laughs> I see. They have the disease suggestibility. Yeah, like, I already buy everything that there's a commercial for on TV. Yeah, I'm... How do I, how do I leverage this into being hypnotized to thinking I'm a chicken? I'm one of the nine million Americans living with suggestibility. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I know Jeff made an umbrella statement about suggestions about your partner's genitals, but I do want to drill down into suggest Viagra to a partner, just because, is there anyone who needs Viagra who doesn't already know that they need Viagra? Mm. Like, yeah, I oh man, I, w- I, I wish my dick would be hard, but it just isn't. Oh well. <laughs> hey, have you heard about Viagra? <laughs> I wonder if they're saying that they're they're trying to get their partner to get over the mental block that uh, they shouldn't be asking a doctor mm. for this because it's too shameful. But mm. then the idea isn't suggesting it. It's no. the idea of helping them get over the fear of finding out more about Viagra. I guess that's what I mean. Like, a suggestion is always like, yeah, hey... You haven't you, thought about this. Yeah. Here's a new <laughs> idea you haven't considered. Like, yeah. if, if you consistently are like, oh, man... I can't fuck because of my bad genitals. Like, you are you already are thinking about solutions to that problem, I think. But here's the thing. What if what if you're not? What if you're just like, nah, I don't get boned up, so I guess we don't have sex, and that's fine by me. <laughs> the thing is, if it's fine by them, the problem is not whether or not they have Viagra. Right? Yes, and also suggesting Viagra to them is not going to help. <laughs> I mean, that is the scenario that I can think of where someone would need to suggest suggest Viagra. (laughs) I don't think that that's how... You can't make somebody want to do something they don't want to do. So, like, you could be You can if you hypnotize them. Oh, that's right! Ding, ding, ding! (laughs) Yep, you got me there. (laughs) Pretty good. Uh, I do want to say the other two that were alluded to earlier are suggest vaginoplasty to a wife and suggest labiaplasty to a spouse. And I think <laughs> they're so similar. Yeah. I think people need to get over the idea that genitals, genitals need to look good yeah. because they all look terrible. <laughs> I don't think they all look terrible, but you need to get in your mind that this is how they look and that's fine. And like, that's fine. Get <laughs> your friggin' face all up further. in there. God damn it. <laughs> I think Mabimbam were right when they said the only thing to do when you meet a new partner's genitals is just go to town on them. That's the only compliment you can give them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just. I mean, listen, here's the thing. If you look at any part of your partner's body and your reaction is, you need to fix that. Yeah. You're a bad person and that partner can do better than you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yes exactly if you look at your own body and you're like i wish this was different you're every human being that ever existed but as soon as you <laughs> start doing that to another person you need to stop and think about a lot of things about you yeah that you, that you need to fix not physically but in terms of your projecting emotions onto people and it's even more of a contrast with things like if you notice you think someone has eczema you could be like hey i think maybe you have eczema maybe you want to talk to your doctor about that but Perfectly normal, healthy genitalia. You can't say that there's a problem with that. No. <laughs> Incorrect. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, in the same way, like, 
I'm so happy that I'm not friends with this kind of person, but I've seen online with, like, you know, am I the asshole posts and stuff like that, people mm-hmm. being like, I think my partner needs to lose weight. Like, how do I tell my wife that she has put on, you know, pa- weight and I don't find her attractive unless she loses 30 pounds or whatever? It's like, fuck, man. <laughs> wow, your life is bad. Yeah. 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 Like... You can be like, I wish I could lose weight. And you could be like, excuse me, my spouse. I think you're like, there may be health problems related to your weight and I want to help you work through them. But you can't be like, I find you unattractive now that you've put on 10 pounds. That is fucked up, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the same thing, Reddit, when you see people who are like, it's so gross to me to think that, uh, you know, beautiful women go to the bathroom. This is why I only like anime waifus because that's too horrible to think about. Like, too bad. You're going to have to just get over it. This problem you're having, you just have to get over it. Yeah. The thing that's crazy about it is that that problem is a problem with you. And the fact that you're going online being like, "Mm, this is my problem with women, like real, uh, like human women. Yeah. It's you. You're the one that's the, got a problem. Everyone else is cool with it. Yeah, the, yeah. like, deranged, like, she's a 7 out of 10. Like, wow, I really what? can't even understand what you just said at all. <laughs> rating, rating women out of 10, oh. like, uh, yeah, she's, yes. she's a 7. Like, what are you talking about? Mm. She's well, she's a woman. She's the most beautiful and amazing creature that uh, God has ever let you see. Uh, this is Jeff's new R and B slow jam. <laughs> yeah, I like that Jeff is turning into a wife guy, but for all women. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, good. Jeff, what if I'm at a county fair and I'm rating a pie seven out of ten? Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, but if okay. you're looking at like a picture of Rihanna and being like. This isn't good enough. What? What's <laughs> wrong with you? You're yeah, allowed well, to look at a picture of Rihanna. What I, about the fact if the picture isn't very good resolution? <laughs> this picture is too blurry. Yes. Yeah. This, this picture isn't good enough. Seven. Out of I if it's not a high enough resolution photograph of a woman, then yes, I understand why you would critique it. <laughs> What if it's a picture of Rihanna, but at the bottom it says, this is not Rihanna? <laughs> we oh, need to do better. Art museum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Je n'ai pas oh. une Rihanna. <laughs> exactly. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Well, so let's anyway, end the show. to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice and recommend us to your friends. Uh, um... If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord Discord to talk to mm, us directly. We're going to discard just, your suggestions like they uh, went through our suggestion box. Yep. Mm. Uh, if you want to do that, just message us on Mastodon to get an invitation. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. All my stuff is a boop, beep, boop, bop. Uh-oh, everyone's losing it. <laughs> oh, oh no, we're in the Matrix. <laughs> all, all my stuff is on WeaponizedLanguage.com. And you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Well, Happy New Year's, everyone. And into this new year, please continue to take my advice when I tell you you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. Mm, I don't know if other people are going to be into it. In 2022, don't forget to eat your donuts.
in 2022, <laughs> the internet eats you. That's right. It's all a donut. Donut theory. Mm-hmm. Donuts all the way down. Yep. <laughs>